0: Welcome to the One City Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. For more information, please visit our website at onecitymemphis.org. Let me just build a bridge. Chris referred to this a little bit earlier, um, but I want to be careful. Um, I can be somebody who can get pretty segmented and not see the continuity of what God is doing. And so, as we've been praying and we've been asking the Lord um, to revive us, and we've seen God's activity around this country, um, as Chris and I were, were praying about, you know, how do we steward this season well? Um, What does that look like for us? One of the reasons that we decided to move ahead with this series called Trust Issues is because so often our desire, our ability, our willingness to truly give God our all, to give him our yes, if we if we define revival as, as as returning to our first love, of of putting God back on the throne where he belongs, of loving him with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength, sometimes trust is the distrust is the barrier that keeps us from that all. And so prayerfully, um, the Lord has led us to this series on trust called Trust Issues. And my prayer is, is that you would not see this as the beginning of a new series, but that you would see it as God continuing to pursue all of you and for any place that maybe you have struggled to trust That there would be something in your spirit that would break free. There would be something that the Lord would show you during the series that would allow trust to be restored and allow you to truly give God your all. And so that's my prayer for us today and and as we begin this series. Um, Now, if you read the E! News or you've heard a couple times this morning, the title of the series is Trust Issues. And so I wonder as you think about that, if there's anything immediate that comes to your mind, how do you orient yourself to the topic of trust issues? if you've been alive i don't know could we call it 10 years maybe i don't know what the what the the line is but most all of us at some point in our life have had our trust broken i mean maybe it's in middle school and you had your you know your tight buddies and everything was like you know the secret society and you anybody you had a crush on you could tell the other girls guys i don't know what you told secrets about but you can make that parallel but you know and then all of a sudden you realize one day that that that, that's that bond of secrecy that trust maybe it only went one way and maybe somebody let something out and that doesn't have to be when you're 12 that can be when you're 52 and all of a sudden that confidentiality was broken and so was your trust Maybe for somebody in this room, you said, I do. You meant for better or worse till death do us part. But at some point along the journey, your spouse took that back. And not only was trust broken, but hearts were broken. Maybe as I talk about this, maybe a specific face comes to mind. Somebody who broke your trust. Is it a business partner? Is it a friend? Is it a family member? Or maybe it's not a person. Maybe it's an event. Maybe you think back to that moment, that time, where everything in you shifted, and you thought, where is God? And how does a good God let this happen? I don't know your journey. I bet if I had, you know, clipboard, we don't use those anymore, but I still really like them. So if we had a clipboard and a list, you know, trust issues written at the top, and we were going to pass it row to row, old style in here, and you wanted to sign up if you belong like I'm in the trust issues club, right? Some of you would be like, here, hand it to me. I'm, I'm in. I know I have trust issues. Unapologetically, I have issues trusting people. If you only knew my story, God, people, I don't care which, I've got trust issues all the way around. Okay, that might be someone in this room. There might be others of you in this room, and you're like, you know what? God and I are like this. People like this. Anybody? Anybody? You're like, God and I, we're tight, but people, man, I have been burned one too many times, Karen. Forget it. Forget it. And then some of you, it's actually probably the opposite. You're like, I've kind of figured out this human being thing, and I've, I have my safe distance. I know how to kind of navigate this, but you know what? When I get to heaven, God's got some questions he's going to have to answer. I mean, we're joking, but there's, I mean, that is a real thing for some of the pain that some of us have walked through in this life. As I kind of came to the realization that this is what God was going to have me teach on, I was like, oh, good, that's fantastic. I get to teach on trust. Not a big topic or anything, and that means I have to kind of process it myself, which is always um, a good test before you teach something. And so I was asking the Lord, okay, Father, um, how do you see my heart in the area of trust? Like, what... Examine my heart. We all are very bad self-evaluators, and so we're all probably like, I really trust everybody and God. I'm fine, thanks, Karen. We can go on with the next series. But that wasn't what I found when I asked the Lord to search my heart. And what I, what I began to realize was, in the last few years, I think my trust in God is actually strengthened. But if I'm really blunt and honest My trust in people's been tested. It's been stretched. And the Lord's like, there's some work you got to do there, Karen. And an image that the Lord gave me as I was asking him to really kind of evaluate where I lived in this picture of trust. And I'm going to invite you in to do the same little exercise because, you know, it's more fun if you don't do it alone, right? Okay. So imagine you standing somewhere. And in front of you is a wall, and on the other that side of that wall are people. And then, if you were to turn behind you, there would be another wall, and that might represent God. How tall is your wall? how tall is your wall? You know, I'm imagining like brick that mine was a brick wall. You know, is it like two or three brick? It's kind of cute and nice, kind of like flower bed, you know, kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about here? Not in agreement. Okay, All right. And it's, you just need to know that it's there, right? You know, it's an easy, it's not going to slow you down. It doesn't, I mean, it slows you down. You can't skip over it, but, but you know, it's there. Just don't trip on it. It's fine. Right. Is that your wall? Or is it like knee height, you know? One of these, like, you're going to engage the hamstrings to get over this thing, right? Like, you got to lift the foot enough to not... We don't have to be athletes. We don't have to do track and field. This is not a full hurdle yet, okay? But just, it's there. And you better plan for it or it's going to take you out, right? Or is there somebody here that may be one of those two walls you're like, "Karen, could you bring some gloves? Like I I I got to hoist myself up before I even think about trying to heave my leg over the wall." I'd ask you to just right now if you haven't already gotten that image, I think it's important for us to kind of take a baseline before we go on this journey together. How high is your wall? Now, if you haven't figured it out by now, I have two really big desires in this series that we would address topic number one, our trust issues with God. And if that's not big enough, topic number two, address our trust issues with people. Now, I'm kind of working with a couple of assumptions. I'm going to let you in on those because I think it's important we're all on the same page. You can argue with me about these later. I'm not saying that these are, I'm not theologically proving these today. I think they're accurate, but that's not really the point. We'll get to scripture. That's what's the point. But I'm working from the premise that everything meaningful in life is built on relationships. I think most people would agree with that, that even your accomplishments and your success, they're not meaningful apart from celebrating them and enjoying them with people. So everything in life meaningful is based on relationships is my first assumption. The second one is this, all relationships hinge on trust. All relationships hinge on trust, including our relationship with God. And then the third one is this, and this was one as believers I think we can all agree with, but honestly, to be fully alive, to be fully fulfilled, we need both a healthy understanding of trusting God and people. Not just one or the other, but to truly live the life that God has called us to, we've got to navigate both of those. Now, one of the things is, as I prepare a, mention, a message, I think about, like, what's going to make you actually listen and not nod off? What, what's going to make you, like, actually engage and not just be passive? You might hear my words, but not apply them. And so in thinking about that, here's what I want to tell you, that some of us have walls of distrust in front of us. And you've built those walls out of pain a lot of times. And you think that wall keeps you safe. And I'm here to tell you that that wall actually keeps out love. That wall actually keeps out joy. That wall actually keeps out genuine relationships. And I'm also here to tell you that that wall can be torn down. And we, we live in a culture where we love to diagnose things, we love to label things, and you know, oh, I have trust issues, and oh, yes, even my counselor said I have trust issues. Great. And then we leave people there, and we're like, wow, I guess apparently because something bad happened to you, that you are going to spend the rest of your life having trust issues. Sorry about that. You know, you got a bad draw, didn't you, Right? And I'm here to tell you that that is not true. Freedom is possible. And that we get, and if you hear nothing else, I think this would be my, my every sermon I teach, I probably will say this at one point. So just get ready to hear some repetition, okay? We only get one life to live. This is it. If you wait another decade to figure out your trust issues, you don't get a decade back. And so do the work now, do the work now so that you can heal, so that you can restore and reestablish trust. And no matter what level of betrayal that you have experienced, what if you could be free from the pain of broken trust and move forward and spend the rest of your life feeling feelings of joy and community and trust that you haven't in a while? So I'm going to invite all of you. You're kind of stuck. I mean, I guess you could walk out the back. That would kind of hurt my feelings, but I get it. So, But I'm, I'm going to ask you to go on this journey with me, okay? I wanted to teach um, Daniel in the fiery furnace. I thought that would be fun, right? But God was like, nope, Karen, you're going back to the basics. You're going back to the foundation. So I'm going to preface this by saying what verses we're going to land on in just a minute. Some of you, if you grew up in church, you probably memorized them. According to Google, I don't know about Barna, but according to Google, this is one of like top 10 memorized verses we're going to land on today. But Here's the thing. Some of the most familiar passages in scripture, we are hearers of and not doers. We can quote them, but we do not live them. And so as we enter into this passage, we're going to start in Proverbs 3, chapter, chapter 3, verse 1, should be on the screen behind us or on your Bible app But I want to just encourage you to set your familiarity aside. So we jump in here. This is Proverbs 3, starting in verse 1. It says this My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart, notice that word, put a little asterisk there. He's not talking about our mind. Let your heart keep my commandments. For the length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Now, for sake of time, I've got to get going and make down to um, our main passage. But I want to point out at least this as we make this little journey down. What we just saw is going to be repeated in a minute, okay? What we see is Solomon gives an instruction, and then he tells us the blessing associated with it. So if you're in your priority time, if you don't know what that is, we taught a series on it, but it's spending time daily in the word of God to get to know the God of the word. We ask questions of the scripture. He's giving us the what, what should we do? And then he's giving us the why, why should I do this? So we saw that, don't forget my teachings, keep my commandments, and then why, length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you, does anybody in here want some peace added to you? Amen. Keep look keep watching this pattern. Let verse 3, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Let me 2023 translation put it somewhere in front of you that you cannot not see it. Write it on your glass mirror with lipstick. Put it on your dashboard. Don't forget this. Why? So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Verse 5 Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. You hear that? He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. You're off the hook this week. Next week, I might hit that. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Now listen, as Christians, we know that we're supposed to trust God. Anybody in here, was that a newsflash to you? Oh, I'm supposed to trust God? No, we know that we're supposed to. If you're here and you're checking out this God thing, this is a fantastic week to hear why you can trust in our God. But let me say this. We know it. we know we're supposed to. And you know what? We say that we do, don't we? Of course, I'm going to trust in God. Yes, we're going to sing about it. I'm going to do it. And we trust him. And it's really easy to trust God until it's not. Right? Until it's not. Until something happens outside of the sequence and the order, what we see as fair or just. It's all fine. And we are full of trust until something doesn't go our way. Now, I'm going to make a little bit of a jump here for sake of time, and instead of doing the dance to try to convince you that we probably all, like we wouldn't get 100 on the test of do we trust him with all of our heart, I'm going to say, can we just acknowledge that probably no one in here does that perfectly? Everybody okay with that? Okay. So I'm working from that premise. And as I was preparing, I was like, okay, well, why don't we trust him with all of our heart? Like, what are, what are the barriers keeping us? And I, you're welcome. I made a list. Okay. So here's some reasons. Here's some reasons that I think somebody might struggle in trusting God. Number one, we don't think that he is good. Now, If you've been in the faith world a while, that probably is like, well, no, I mean, I know he's good. If you're, there are some people who've grown up and God is like the policeman in the sky and he is waiting to punish you for doing things wrong. So that, that does exist that I believe there's a God, but I just don't know that he's good. Or I don't know that he's in control. There's those kind of aspects that really exist out there. Or here, maybe something I think probably most of us would identify with, we don't think he's always good. Now, again, I'm a question asker, so then I'm like, well, why would he? we think that he's not always good? And here's my second list. We've experienced painful things. Anyone? Anyone? You experience something painful and you're like, I don't think he's good. I mean, look what just happened to me. He can't be a good God. Or we have prayers that weren't answered the way that we prayed. Or we don't even see an answer at all. And then what about the unexplainable things? What about the the, the hurricanes and the and the and the tornadoes and like nature and life that things that aren't even man's a part of? Like, how could God let that happen. Things that don't turn out okay on planet earth. I mean, we all have a list of things that aren't okay, either in our own life or the circle of the people that we love. That's a reality. There are some things that aren't really okay right now. Does that that scare you that I say that from up here? I mean, it's real, right? There are some things that were like that Hadley should be running. That shouldn't be, right? That's not okay. Maybe another angle, that really kind of is the whole God, I don't get you thing. Here's another one. Maybe we don't trust him because we don't know him. Trust, I think a really easy way to define trust, it's a a combination of character and competency. Well, you can't observe those things from a distance. And so for some of us, we don't trust him because honestly, we don't know him. And so that trust is going to be very limited because we've not been intimate enough with him to go, okay, here's where I've been in relationship with you, God, and here's where you've been faithful and here's, here's where, you, oh, well, you've broken my trust. No, we kind of live off of everybody else's little murmurings, right? Well, I mean, they don't trust God and I mean, I haven't really spent time with him, but what I hear is not really trustworthy because I mean, how would that have happened, right? So maybe in our own journey, maybe your application today is, God, I want to trust you more, but I'm going to step in to get to know you more. Um, Maybe you grew up in a home or a culture where it just came from a lens of distrust. You know what? I mean, if you want it done right, you better do it yourself. There's really nobody out there you can depend on. So, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and just live this thing, and don't you dare rely on anybody else. This is the self-made man and woman we got going here. So if those are not an exhaustive list, but those are some pretty big overarching categories there, if we can all agree that sometimes it is hard for us to be able to... Um, figure out this trusting with God, we had better then ask the question, how then am I supposed to trust God? And why should I trust God? Now, there's multiple answers to that. And last night I decided I'm really going to only bite off one this morning because there's just all, it's a big elephant, okay? So we're going to bite, we're going to take a few more bites next week. Let me just tell you, um, I'm, I'm going to address a huge one today, but I really hope that you will be um, tuned in and here next week because next week we're going to talk about some of the pain that we've experienced here on earth. And that's an important part of this. But there is something huge that we have to, first do today. And if I could encourage you in anything when it comes to understanding this trust relationship with God and why he is trustworthy, I think the first thing that we have to do as humans on planet earth is we must understand where we are at. We must understand where we are at. You're like, well, Karen, that doesn't really help me. I mean, my trust meter just didn't, like, shoot through the roof. Like, what on earth do you mean? And here is what I mean. God created a life without pain. God created a creation built on relationship. He started with the Trinity, Before the world even existed, he had relationship at the core. He then invited us to be and created us as his children, longing for relationship, genuine, authentic relationship with us. He then brought his own son relationship in the flesh to earth. And relationships, as I said before, they're built on love and trust. And so, so many of the why questions that we ask of the Lord can be answered if we actually stand where we are in this fallen, broken, sinful world, and we realize where we are and what God created. If we go back to Genesis 1, and I'm going to give you 100 mile per hour through Genesis, but I think you're going to get the point, at the very beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In verse Genesis 1, 4, he said, and God saw that the light was good. And then he created the sky and the earth. And what did he say? He called the dry land the earth and he saw that it was good. He created the plants and the trees. And in verse 12, God saw that it was good. He created the moon and the sun and the stars. And what does it say in verse 18? And God saw that it was good. The birds, the creatures of the sea, what happened after he created those he said God saw that it was good the beasts and the animals of the land and God saw that it was good what he created was good what he intended for us was good And then in Genesis 2, and I'll slow down just a touch here, in Genesis 2, we kind of get a blown-up version of what happened with the creation of man and woman. And in Genesis 2, 8, don't turn there unless you really want to, but I'm going to get through there quickly. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden. In the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed, and out of the ground the Lord made a spring, uh, made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden. He created this beautiful place with food. That's what our God created. And then it says the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you shall surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in that day you'll eat of it, you shall surely die. Then the Lord God said, it's not good for that man that he should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. And so he creates women. And then from that, he says, I'm going to make them in our own image, referring to man and woman, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. Verse 31, and God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. This is Sunday School 101, people, but let me tell you, it is so important to us understanding who we are and where we are and how good our God is. What he created was a perfect place, With a perfect companion, a great job with purpose. And then what happens? The enemy comes in, and we see for the first time trust is broken trust is broken. Now you might go, well, Lucifer was a fallen angel and he was prideful. That's a whole nother topic for another sermon. He was prideful. So he ends up coming down to planet earth and that's where he makes his introduction to Eve. And what does he do? He thrust temptation at Eve and she bit. And what did Eve do? She trusted the enemy over God. The result was that sin entered the world. The things that we blame God for, the things that hurt us in this planet Earth, in this fallen world, this was not what he desired. And you're like, well, then why did he let that happen? Because he is a God that gives us choices. Yeah. Because he is a God who loves us. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever been in a relationship and you couldn't get out, it doesn't feel very loving. That's not a relationship if there is not, if it is not based on love. So we get to choose to be in relationship with God. We get to choose to trust him. And he loves us enough to let us choose. Broken trust caused sin to enter this world. Broken trust caused disease and death to enter this world. None of those things should have been a part of our human experience if we had trusted the one who is trustworthy. Here's the thing though, this God who loves us more than you can ever imagine being loved, this God who is trustworthy when everybody else in the world may let you down, he is not your problem. Let me just say that, God is not your problem. He is the one who is trustworthy. He is the one who is without sin. He is the one that you can count on when everybody else lets you down. I bank on him every single time. But here's the thing, when we screwed it all up, and you can blame Eve or Adam or the whole nine yards, whoever you want to blame, but when that trust was broken, what did he do? He made a path back to good. He found a way for us to get back to good, and how did he do it? At the cost of the most important relationship, he had his son coming to this fallen, broken mess that we created. And he gave us a path back to good. And then his word, his spirit, and his son to keep telling us, keep showing us, I am the way. This is the way. You can trust me. And you know what? This time, it's not somebody else's choice. It's not Adam's choice or Eve's choice. They're not making a choice for all of mankind. This time, it's you and me, baby. We each get to make a choice. Yes, at salvation, but also as someone, a man or woman of God, if I am going to choose to trust. See, I can't make it for you. I can trust God all I want, but I can't can't help you trust him. Your spouse can't make it for you. Your parents can't make it for you. Your children can't make it for you. You choose to be on the path back to good. You choose to trust. You can keep the bricks up. He'll let you. But the moment that you say, you know what, God? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm pointing the finger at the wrong person. Maybe you are trustworthy. I don't want this wall. I mean, we'll deal with people in a few weeks, but at least between you and me, God, at least between this wall, the moment you just say, I, I, I don't want that wall, not only does he, does he rejoice, he walks right in and he'll help you take that wall down. Listen, this fallen, broken world was not his plan for you and me. Disease was not his plan. Death was not his plan. He wanted us to experience the Garden of Eden, the one who has everything, the one who is everything. You'll hear Chris and I talk about, he's the only one that knows what's best. He's the only one that wants what's best. He's the only one that can give what's best. And he has been so misrepresented The enemy has won so many times in our own personal quiet space. Oh, you know what? I'm going to trust God, but not with fill it in the blank. I'll trust him as long as things are going well, but not when they don't. Then I'm gonna pull in the reins and I'm gonna take charge myself because who knows if he'll let this thing work out the way that I want. I'm gonna trust God with my marriage, but not with my kids. I'm gonna trust God with my marriage and kids, but not with my job. I will trust God with my my kids, my marriage, my job, but I'm not gonna trust him with my singleness because he surely can't bring me the person that I need. I'm gonna trust him with all of these things, but I'm not gonna trust him with my finances is because he doesn't know about inflation, right? So here we are and we have an opportunity today. I don't know where you've been on your journey with trust. If your trust is really high, thank him for that. If your trust is high, but it's not all the way, honestly, most of us hold things back. And this is not like a one-time thing. You go through different seasons of life, and you're like, good, good, good. No, I'll take that one from me. You know, I'm going to, no, you know, I'm, I got that one for now, God. I might get it back. When, when I get it fixed, I'll hand it back to you, okay? All right? So I just want to encourage you right now. Hey, ask the Lord, what are you holding back? And for some of you, when it's just a blanket, stiff arm to him, maybe prayerfully, somehow, some way, there's been something that the Spirit of God said to you today that made you realize wow, I'm running from the one I should be running to. He is the one that I can trust to help me. What does the passage say that he will make our path straight? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Man, that own understanding, you know, it gets up there and it snatches it back. And I just want to encourage you that if the Lord has shown you anything today, that maybe if you've gotten it a little bit off course, you're a couple degrees off of north, or maybe you didn't even have the compass because you'd just given up on trusting him, That you would do business with God today. That you would just come to Him. That you would just confess that God, I am so sorry. I was like Eve. I believed the lie. I believed that you weren't good. I believe that you were holding something back. I believe that you were responsible for things that came into this fallen world that you did not even, that your heart broke when I lost that friend. Your heart broke when I lost that job. Your heart broke when that disease took my loved one. You weren't there laughing, you were there crying with me. You love me and you are holding me up and it's the only way that I'm here even if I cursed your name all the way through it. That's who he is. He is helping you through it even if you're not trusting him, he is for you. And so I just wanna encourage you wherever you are today, we're gonna to move into a time of response that you would just allow the Lord to show you how tall that wall is. And if there's any part of you that has any glimpse of hope that maybe he is good, maybe he is trustworthy, if you're not trusting in him, that probably means you're trusting in you. And I don't know about you, but I can't trust myself further than I can throw myself, which is nowhere, okay? So if that's your backup plan, if your backup plan is trusting you, would you lay it down? You're going to let yourself down. We always beat ourselves up. Don't let yourself be your safety net. If you're going to trust somewhere, and listen, you can even say, God, I'm not even sure what this looks like, or if I can give you everything, but I'll take a step forward. Will you take one brick off with me? He loves that. He, he wants it all down, but he's patient. And so I'm going to ask you to stand in your seat, stand where you are right now. I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer. There's somebody today that, that maybe that whole trust thing is really what's kept you from even choosing that path to good that we call salvation, of starting a relationship with the Lord. And I don't know maybe maybe there's someone here that just somehow, some way, understanding God's heart for us and His design could help you in that. and so if everyone would bow their heads with me and, and just join me in a time of prayer. I'm going to just lead us in a prayer right now that if that is you and you're like, you know, that wall was up so high that I've never made that decision. I've intellectually, I know in my head there's a God, but that heart part of trusting him with all of my heart, I can't do it. But today I can. Today I see you, God, in a different light. I see you not how the enemy portrays you, but as who you really are. And so if that's you today, would you just, you can say these words. It's not a formula. It's not exact words. You can can just take something that I'm saying and and put it in your own words. But Heavenly Father, I just come to you right now. And I want to put my faith in you. You are trustworthy. Just tell them that, God, I want to put my faith in you. You can tell them specifically if if there's a specific sin. God, I just, I didn't believe. Forgive my unbelief. But God, thank you so much that right now that you welcome me in as a son or daughter. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's message, share it with a friend. And be sure to subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single episode. Join our movement and help us to prove that love works. You can give towards our mission at OneCityMemphis.org.